0: Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? BC here again. Um, so as we continue the interview series, um, I wanted to come live today. Maybe my guests will come on. Sometimes we have def- technical difficulties or we have to reschedule, but because it's in the calendar, I want to bang out at least an episode, whether it's me or we do the traditional interview. If my guest does come on, then we can roll right into it. But I made a post earlier today that I want to discuss with you guys a little bit. And... Uh, You know, I've done training calls today. I've already done a lot and it's only 2 p.m., right? The post was somewhere along the lines of, you know, I'm intense, right? If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. The world is soft, fake, fluffy. Everyone beats around the bush. Everyone's politically correct and all that fucking nonsense and bullshit. I'm the opposite. I pierce through that shit with the spear of truth, ethics, skill, Discipline, commitment, and a lot of the tried and true virtues that I've tapped into, learned from, and exhibit in regards to how I live, my businesses, how I conduct myself, and everything else. So you have to ask yourself, right? The people around me, what I've created okay, is along that wavelength. People, individuals, organizations that don't vibe with that that are repelled by that, what does that say about them? If you don't wanna be around me because you don't wanna be held accountable, fair. But is that a knock on me or is it a knock on you? Or again, not you, that individual. You see, a lot of people do not step up the plate or step up to the plate to train with me, get on my stuff because they know it's gonna require their utmost efforts. They know they're gonna have to dedicate themselves and invest their time and effort and money and discipline and all that stuff. And people aren't willing to do it, which is fine. You come when you're ready. You can't half step and half ass around me. It's not going to work. This is why I've told you guys for many years too, as you develop as an individual, your circle gets smaller. The individuals that you attract and hire, that pool is going to become smaller. It doesn't get bigger. As you climb up that ladder, that pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because very few people are willing to do that, put themselves through that, be held to that standard, be accountable, right? Be called out on their shit and all the other stuff. I'm not the easy route. I'm not the fluffy one-size-fits-all. No, dude. We're very specialized. We're very good at what we do. But I consider myself, my team, what I offer on the real estate side, on the branding side, coaching courses, we're the Lamborghini and Ferrari, man. We're not the fucking Honda Civic. I don't care what one individual would say about it. That's their fucking opinion. My results and what I do and what I put out and who I am proves what I'm saying. I will hold myself and the people around me to that standard forever. So the question becomes is, what tribe or what camp do you want to be a part of? You have to ask yourself. You really do. Because being around this type of energy is not easy by design. It forces you to level up. You can't hide the shit that you hide around us and me. It's not going to work. But that's okay because I've been in that position too. And I said, you know what? I'm putting my feet in the fire. Let's go. I need to get better. I need to do whatever it takes to accomplish what I want to accomplish, become who I want to become, attract the people in my life that I want to attract, so on and so forth, depending on what the goals are of the individual. But when you align yourself with that level, that frequency, that standard, everything begins to fall into place. What are people looking to do to go around it? Let me give you some examples. I give somebody a blueprint on how to get better. What do they try to do? They try to mold that blueprint around their comforts and their comfort zone. Not going to happen, my friend. Let's go into that a little bit more. Case in point, you want to be more successful and make more money? Get your ass up earlier. What do people do? They fight it. They'll come up with excuses. I'm not a morning person. I don't want to do it. So-and-so doesn't have to do that. And they'll just go on and on and on and on instead of just doing it. As if they're in a position to critique the blueprint. It's laughable. It really is. That's something simple at the most basic level. If you're not willing to do that, you're not going to become anything or anyone because what you've done up until now, your habits, your thought process, and all the things that compose your life have gotten you what you have. And by virtue of you being given a blueprint or searching for more means you're not satisfied with what you have fair. But now you resist the very thing that's going to give you the door, the key to improvement. Make it make sense. Again, Me back then or that individual in that time and place is not in a position to critique what they're given. You came requesting for more. You desired more. Now, again, I said it's not easy. It's not. It's simple. It's not easy, though. If they want the PC response, they're not going to come to me. You know, when you come around me and you ask me a question, you're going to get the real. And if you're fucking up, I'll tell you you're fucking up. If you're doing a great job, I'll tell you you're doing a great job. If I need to give you criticism, positive feedback, right, adjustments, praise, whatever it is, you know I'm going to give it to you as it is. You know I'm not going to bullshit you, be fluffy, politically correct, or any of that other nonsense because you know there's none of that with me, which is why many people won't come to me. They'll go to somebody else who will give them the more PC answer. Because they're not willing to confront the reality of the situation. You see, I tell it as it is, not as you want to hear it or what's comfortable for your ears, right? And because you refuse to put yourself in that position, you limit your ability to grow because putting yourself in that position as I continue to do and I've done in the past forces you to forfeit your ego and your insecurities and put your pride to the side so you can hear what you need to hear. So then you can do what you need to do to improve in, again, whatever it is that you want to improve in. It's that simple. It's that simple. Ask yourself, why do I continue to run away from that? I mean, it's amazing to me how many people come to me for help. I offer them to help, which in many cases is my coaching or this and that, and they talk themselves out of it. The stuff that my team hears, right? I mean, it is amazing. Now, we know it's all BS and, you know, whatever, feeling uncomfortable, whatever you want to call it, right? But it's just, it's incredible, right? So a lot of times, and my guest showed up, so I'll have him on right now. You guys need to put yourself in a position where you confront yourself in the mirror. You can lie to me, you can lie to the world, you can't lie to yourself. And because people live with this, they carry this with them. It's in their aura, it's in their energy, and you can smell it, man. I can smell weakness and see all these flaws from a million miles away. I've been around this shit for too long and and gone through this process with myself. I can spot this in other people. You can bullshit other people, but you're not going to bullshit me. Which, again, is why a lot of people don't come around or commit to my stuff. But what's the result of finally committing? Oh, man. Results that are unheard of right? Astronomical increases in your statistics, in your personal self, right? Income, whatever it is that you want to improve in, you will see such a a big difference, right? However, what must be given of you, the ask is also astronomically different, right? Those go hand in hand. You can't have it any other way. And many of you keep trying to cheat that process and it's not going to fucking work. When are you going to stop? It's really incredible, but hey, let me uh, let me stop and let
1: me add my guest. Norman, what's up, bro? I love it, man. I love it. I gotta take responsibility first and foremost because I'm tardy. I was talking to Chad behind me on the screen, and uh, I was like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta go, and I hate to have hard stops, and I've been looking up to you and, and following your shit for years and years and years. Uh, before the GTR, like I've seen it all, man, and I'm a fan, and it's like it's an Oha surreal moment because it's like a full circle moment where I'm like, oh shit. Am I gonna like, you got a podcast now, right? What's going on?
0: Dude, so, uh, so everybody, um, real, real quick, Norman, if you wanna introduce yourself and then we'll roll right, in, roll right into it.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, Norman Lloyd Kinsey III, uh, I have a four year old daughter. I have a beautiful wife I met on Instagram. I used to live in the Bay Area of California. Now I'm over here in Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, I serve an amazing real estate industry, and I was banging my head against the wall because I didn't know who to serve, and I finally mm-hmm. found a boutique brokerage called 350 Agents to craft a solution that I have here today. So I've met 6,000 plus agents. I've probably transacted with 4,000 serving over the years. I have 160 agents in 12 states. I have a podcast where I've interviewed over 200 people in two and a half years. I have an event called What's Next for Real Estate. I'm a superstar Airbnb host. Also, I've uh, a room to house hack on my current home. My mm-hmm. wife's an international team master, and our next flip will be on the market here in the next week.
0: Damn, bro, I think I think you might take the cake for speaking even faster than me, bro. Congratulations! Let's
1: go, dude. Hey, bro, <laughs> I followed you, dude. Like I've watched your shit. I know.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. So we got to start, bro. First, congratulations! This man just bought one of the the ultimate dream cars for most people on this planet: a Nissan GTR, man. So let's go, dude. I watched uh, you
1: at, buy your blue one. I watched the impound situation, and all the things that you went through, and the modifications that you did, and. I'm now doing the same thing you did, but like fast, fast forward behind. I don't know, whatever you want to say. But uh, dude, it's badass, dude. It's a badass car, and I was looking up to you when you first got yours, and still am. And yeah, dude, I appreciate that.
0: That's amazing, bro. So, uh, what's life like after acquiring and checking off such a big goal like that?
1: (sighs) It's just starting, man. It's just starting. It's it's sharing the journey, bro. Like. You know, for the longest time, especially my 20s, I thought like, oh, you know, buying this or buying that would change something. And it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right. A big house, a nice car doesn't mean shit. And so now getting the vehicle, it's like I have an in-person podcast studio and I had a a guest that came in. She's 22 years old. She's on Call Tattoos team. Uh, Shout out Mm -hmm. Justin Mercer. He's a really good dude out in my market. Uh, So Victoria comes in and it's one of the things where anyone that comes on the podcast is going to take a ride in the GTR. I want to give them that experience, <laughs> yeah. right? That visual experience to ride in the car. <laughs> so, so now it's like sharing that experience, going mm-hmm. to Cars and Coffee, using it, uh, talking about the registration of the vehicle and how much it's going to cost and mm-hmm. how in the city of Arizona, because I'm from California, I had a thought i had to pay taxes on the purchase of the vehicle, but now yep. I don't. So I'm super happy about that. So so now just sharing more of the journey of like having it and then, um, and then being grateful every single moment that I do have it and never taking it for granted because I'll never want to, you know, be, be bigger than I ever was. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to be always grateful. I love that, man.
0: So give us like a little insight right now into kind of where you're at now and where you started in regards to your businesses and kind of what you're doing and how it's evolved over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, first getting in the business it started with like, all right, agents, like Google search yourself, look yourself up online, see where you're at, like going into brokerages, meeting agents. When I first got mm-hmm. started, the average age of real estate professionals about 57. Um, and so, them understanding the importance of just getting online and so now evolving over the years from them just getting online to now the world of like youtube social media like influencers downlines exps reels uh the mike charards of the world the brian's you know and tpcs of the world building these huge empires it's shifted quite a bit so you have like luxury presence agent image agent fire all these big organizations but i feel that they're being threatened by licensed real estate professionals that are in the business having the success that they're having and now developing platforms to coach serve support the the individual that are a part of their 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 team or downline whether it's exp or real um so what has has evolved is is making sure that i stay humble and 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 putting my servant first hat on so like whether it's Young Professionals Network, uh, WCR, uh, going to Nora, a Hispanic Association, or uh, I was just on on stage um, with Loida, y- your right hand uh, gal, and that's how I got this opportunity. And she was on my podcast, and um, I was speaking to some agents there to to go deeper on you know who I am, my story, the whole nine. I've never transacted. I don't have a real estate license. I'm just an unbiased individual who just listens, learns, and regurgitates and says I understand. And here's your solution. So what I believe is going to happen in this industry is, is that agents are now going to shift because if 90% of the business is done by the top 10% of real estate professional and a lot of agents take a spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, we're seeing that agents are becoming more educated, they're understanding SOPs, KPIs, income producing activities, which we preach mm-hmm. at Liftoff. And with that being said, it's like, what is your foundation? Who's your target demographic? And, and what are you doing to tie into the seven triggers to yes, which is a really good book by putting content onto YouTube where my wife and I were moving from California over here to, uh, to Gilbert, Arizona. And some guy was just filming on his iPhone around the area. I didn't want to have to book a hotel and fly out here and do all that shit. I just wanted yeah. to know what I wanted to know and keep it simple. And so now you have Levi Lassick living in Dallas, Texas and Travis. Uh, they did hundred million dollars in transaction volume last year. Um, Adam Hancock, who no one really knows about, um, he was just live with me last week on IG. I just did a podcast with him today. Um, and he did $300 million in three years off of YouTube with zero ad spent. has 30 people on his team, and he's not with eXp or real. And mm-hmm. so the guy did $180 million just last year alone, and he has the uh, Florida relocation guide, and he's not done one fucking transaction. He basically yeah. brings in the business. His goal is to do two years of videos. After two years of videos, he's has like get the calls to, to come in. COVID hit, started in 2019. COVID hit, boom. Next thing you know, the phone's ringing off the hook. And yep. so then he built his team around that and just gives them the deals. And he's the analytical behind the scenes face yep. of the company. And everyone else gets the feed off that. So, so we're seeing a huge shift of how I think consumers are looking to purchase homes and also how marketing firms and companies are serving the industry um, just like you have search you have google you have shopping you have amazon you have real estate marketing positioning that's lift off asian i'm going to innovate this fucking industry period
0: i love it bro so, are you primarily focused on all online? Like, are you focused more YouTube? Like, is there something specific that you're focused on, or is it anything that has to do with social media and an online presence?
1: I love it. I love it. So with Liftoff Off Agent, you could start up with us, you can ramp up with us, or you could scale up with us. So startup is like, okay, what is your logo and branding look like? What does your website look like? And let's get a couple of funnels on your website, some funnel pages. And then we cool. preach that they get on social media, they get onto YouTube, and they get focused. As the number one marketing and positioning agency, we want to know as a licensed real estate professional, is it buyer, is it seller, is it area? Great, let's go deeper on that. Is it a first time home buyer? Why are they looking to buy their first home? Is it someone who wants to move up or someone that wants to relocate in the area that you serve? So they'll start up with us with that, then they'll get into ramp up and now they'll start to get into a little bit more of like the coming soon, the just sold, the just listed, we'll post four videos a month on YouTube no editing, just thumbnail copy, getting things organized and getting things clear. And so they have a little bit more help and we just launched our scale up program and the beginning of this year, we're really going deep on YouTube where they could scale up with us up to eight videos a month and we'll do two videos a week. Thumbnail, copy, optimize, right. YouTube, posted everywhere. Uh, their website has eight lead pages. It feeds in Zillow reviews, Facebook reviews, YouTube content. They have their guides and it's their hub. So that's how we organize right. Lift Off Agent and focus on just the real estate professional to help them scale and grow the real estate business.
0: I love that, bro. And uh, in regards to that, because uh, I, at least still to this day, receive so much resistance from people when it comes to that. And you're like the one-stop shop. Right. Are you still, even with the people that you're signing up, still getting a lot of resistance in regards to their follow through? Because with everything you just described, it would still require them to actually shoot the content and give you the video to then have the copy and all that. Are you, even at that point when they've paid, committed to
1: it, are they still having issues with that? Yes. All right. So they do. They do. So the one thing on the startup plan, which we preach about on the website. Okay. If you have a website, it's like having a fucking toolbox. Okay. You have a toolbox and you need to fix a leaky sink. Okay. What tool do you need in the toolbox to fix the leaky sink? Oh, and you also might go to YouTube to watch a video because you know what the fuck you're doing. Okay, great. Hmm. So, so the YouTube, the, the, the website should be like, formal listing presentation should be there. A vendor's page should be there. It should be a resource, whether it's searching for homes, saving searches, uh, reviews, everything being in that one location. And to this day, agents will drop 2,500 bucks and $200 a month, and they don't know how to use their website. And so it just is what it is. On the ramp up side, we have agents that get up to four videos a month. Like, hey, Film these videos. Here's your website. Here's your target focus. This is what you need to do, and they'll pay up to eight hundred bucks a month with us. And they're still not doing it. But on the scale up plan, when now they're paying us two thousand dollars a month. We're meeting them once a month for coaching, and if they're not filming a video after one and a half to two weeks, we're up their ass, and they get a phone call from me personally. Yeah,
0: that's insane, man. And, and you know, regardless of what people choose to do, like I even look at like my team members, and it's always the same shit, right? It's like people just refuse to do it. But that seems to be rampant in our industry, and it's interesting because. The online thing has completely exploded, especially since I started about 10 years ago. We have all these stories, right? Like all the people that you named and all the success, yet people still won't fucking do it. And it blows my mind. So is there anything that you found that you can provide or help people with in order to remedy that? Or is it just, I need to find the right customer who has their head on right and they're going to fucking do it?
1: I love that, dude. I love that. I think it comes down to clarity, man. There are so many fucking distractions, whether it's going to the gas and pumping gas and watching that ad or the radio stations giving you five ads in between your favorite song. Uh, There's just too many distractions and people don't know what they don't know as far as what do they want, right? And it doesn't matter if it's like health and fitness or it's having a wife and kids or it's Hmm. developing a successful company. Like when you know what you want, like I knew I wanted a Nissan GTR, but I knew I met my wife and now I have a baby on the way and I'm moving yeah. out of state and there's other fucking priorities first. So I said, yeah. okay, my daughter's going to private school now. My wife, we just retired her from teaching for 16 years and now she's mm-hmm. doing her tea company. Shout out Red Zen Tea Co. She's an international tea master, travel the world and we're building her site at Lift Off agent and helping her really scale up her client, her business and her clientele as well. And so, and she even asked me, and this is a good example. She said, I said, I said, how much do you want to make? She said, "I want to make ten thousand a month." I said, "How do you make ten thousand dollars a month? Like you're doing this, this, and all the fucking things." Let's break it down. Ten thousand dollars a month. I said, "How many tea orders do you need to sell to get ten thousand dollars a month?" She said, "I need to do about sixty dollars per order is my average order. I need about five to six orders per month, to, uh, per day to be able to hit ten thousand per month." I said, "That's it." That's your only focus. You need to be doing that many tea sales per day, five to six, and you need to call your brother, your sister, your uncle, your mother, your friends, your family, go on Facebook and scream on the mountaintops and make it so other people want to see you as successful as you want to see your success successful and everyone will be successful at the same time because you're going to have what you want and people are going to be looking at what you want and they're going to be motivated, inspired that you got what you want and they were a part of that journey. Yeah, I love that, bro. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, come on.
0: Yeah, you know, we can slice it and dice it a million different ways, but it's really that. And what I got from that is clarity and focus, right? Hey, yes. you need to do five you or six sales a day and that's it. Yeah. And it's insane, man. But, um, you know, I, I look at when I started 10 years ago to now and it's like this interesting kind of like seesaw because, mm. yes, information is out there, right? We have so much more, uh, you know, at the click of a button on Google, on YouTube. You know, but at the same time, I look at like the industry that, that that we're in and dealing with people in real estate and the failure rate has gone up, right? It used to be like 80 something percent. Now it's like in the low 90s. Crazy. And I'm sitting there wondering to myself like, man, I didn't have any of this shit when I started. I literally was like in my fucking little 400 square foot apartment having to figure <laughs> shit out. Yeah, I got a coach and all that, but still by myself with very limited contact and resources. Yeah. Now, like I even look at my channel like, fuck, what I gave was so much pain but like learning lessons Mm. yet these people listen to this shit that i didn't have access to and still like like what's going on and in my mind i was naive enough back then to think like dude why are you asking me questions just fucking go work like it's the same shit
1: yes do do, do you have
0: a theory because i ask this to everybody who comes on my show do you have a theory as to why that failure rate has gone up because it's gone up like four or five percent since this like information era wave whatever you want to call it and to me I, I know why innately, but it doesn't make any fucking sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You hit the nail on the head technology, man. I feel like because of technology and because of the fact that everyone wants instant gratification, and then you have to look at the paradigm shift of like, what's the difference between me saying that I want the brand new iPhone or me just watching someone else unbox it? Yeah. Is that is that good enough for you? Like, like like what do you like and that's why i feel like is there's like that part like where one they could just go online they could see it they could they could like this metaverse right oh get in the metaverse like i remember my buddy and Mm -hmm. i were playing gta 5 and he got like some hack we're online got all this money got all these cars all this shit and i couldn't keep up with them and i'm like well my real life's better than this metaverse fucking gta gta 5 (laughs) shit so i got off of fucking social. i got off i'm like i'm done i'm not playing the games anymore because i want to play this real life game because Mm -hmm. i truly do believe from a spiritual level we all chose to be here this isn't a coincidence the whole gary v like one in a one chance of being born fuck that like you were you chose to be here going through so many yeah. lives to learn shit to fucking get closer to the whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. the god the fucking divine event whatever and yeah. i think that people are getting so sidetracked with technology and all the things that they're not fucking focused they don't know what they want they're thinking oh this this that and yeah. the other thing and they're just sidetracked all over the place and then of course when you look at like someone that's selling a million dollar home and they can get a three to five percent commission on that and they do the to do the math like this is amazing but yeah. then they start to do the work then they're like, oh, maybe I can't know if I can do this. And then they see Brian and they see how amazing you are. And they have you as this celebrity figure. And they finally get to you. And they think that you're going to have this fucking answer magic sauce. Like, let me just inject mm. this in your arm. And you're going to fucking be a winner. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: bro. I mean, it, it's crazy, man. Um, so from let's say like day one that you started liftoff to where you're at now how has that like changed i'm assuming you probably started all by yourself and had to do everything from top to bottom how have you kind of molded your company and like how you've built it over the last couple years
1: yeah it's been fucking it's been hard man uh so (laughs) starting on my own like literally calling those 350 agents and getting that first client like i'm posting social media i'm literally posting social media content like this is before you have like like sendable and sendable is a platform you could use you yeah. could sign in you can one location post to multiple social platforms, So I'm like signing into all these platforms, doing all the postings myself. Uh, I got a, I got a mentor during this time that took a company called uh, Digital Insight Public. Uh, he cashed out for 4 million as one of the partners. Um, I got a gal that I found online and, and she was helping me out with basically building the company. Um, I had to draw the sound on the line with my partner and we not really partner, but mentor, because I was like, where do we, where does this relationship start and stop? Like, I'm not just committed to like, being your puppet, which he wanted me to be, and I'm like, I don't. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because of because of vision, because of passion, because of because of legacy, because of serving. Like I don't get up every yeah. day because I I'm going to be a billionaire one day, even though that's a goal. Um, yeah. But it's all going to be given back. Um, and so started off with that, man. I I finally got a social media manager to help manage the clients from the social aspect. And I was Mm -hmm. just like posting social media content, $99 a month, didn't have a startup ramp up, scale up, didn't have a really clear understanding of packages. Mm -hmm. So we had to understand what does our packages look like? What does our offer look like? And we were just doing social for a while. And then my partner, Smith Chung, who I did start from the beginning, but he had his own company and it took a while for him to buy in on the actual company, big on church, so he served his church and he had his own company and he was making pretty good money because he was charging 10, 15, 20 grand for mm-hmm. one-off projects as a consultative agency. Um, and then I got him to buy in and then we, we we said, websites is gonna be more sticky. And it's funny that earlier you asked me about the website side and and if they're using the, the filming the videos, mm-hmm. using the website, doing the things, yeah. Um, and we knew websites would be more sticky. So we got the website a part of the plan because we could say, Hey, if you shut down your website, it's like shutting down your your your, your company. And we needed the yeah. reoccurring revenue. And so reoccurring revenue is a lifeblood of liftoff. So if we didn't have reoccurring yeah. revenue, um then we'll be at the mercy of VC funding and, and a bunch of bunch of debt, uh, which yeah. we still have debt in the book. You know, shit isn't pretty, right? Growing a company yeah. from nothing of and course. I didn't buy a franchise of McDonald's and said, here's your fucking roadmap. Um, And so basically, you know, hired out the social media side. Then I had a guy who actually met me, uh, who was our VP, Mr. Dan Gandy. Shout out. I think he's going to also be on your show. Um, He's with the, uh, he was exit agent, I think, operative group. And so he's with Real, has an investment portfolio, has his own real estate practice. He used to be the marketing director for Brett Jennings. Um, cool. out of the Silicon Valley for many years. And he helped us scale lift off um, for the last past six to seven years. And so he came in, helped with the social department a little bit. Then we hired someone else for that department. Then he got in the sales department and we lost that person and mm-hmm. then he had to go back into that department. Yeah. So it was never a straight line. And uh, what's changed the most, I would say, is like now having like 10 people on the back end for the team mm-hmm. is that now I can like walk away and have more freedom to like spend with my family, uh, get off. Like Mm -hmm. I work basically like, like Monday's internal day. I'm like Tuesday through Thursday, let's go. Friday's a half day. And then it's like, Then I take it off and I take the weekends off. And so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, But the next step is in scaling this company is finding that salesperson. So right now, uh, shout out, Liftoff's looking for a badass (laughs) salesperson who wants to help us scale this damn company uh, because we just, we're now doing ads to scale the company. We have everything automated where people could sign up and they have. Um, I mean, we've closed like a guy on six grand and like two two thousand a month just off automation. But yeah. we we're very much touchy feely, hands on. Want to make sure yeah. people, make sure people are maximizing. It's not about the money. So um, so now I have more freedom to do what I want. Um, actually, getting a salary as before, I was making no money, no salary, no nothing, and I was just mm-hmm. like from food stamps to buying a GTR, I guess you could say, uh, you know, if you, if you want, you know, like if, if you were talking thumbnail moment, I guess, I don't know, fucking title. There we go. Um, so, uh, so that's basically what's changed the most. And the goal here is, is to get away 100% from the day-to-day activity yep. in nine to five. I want to go to schools. I want to motivational speak. I want to help our youth. I want to, if you look at like Gary Vee and you look at like um, Tony Robbins and all these type of people, like who's next? Like what, what's the next Catalyst of the next generation of people at that level, you're looking at them. That's the goal, right? I, I still need to understand what that looks like. I can't, it's not clear for me 100%. I just know that that's what I'm here on this earth to do. I'm here to serve, I'm here to support, and I'm here to bring clarity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if, I mean, there's a lot you said, bro, that I can touch on. One being, Like um, even the old thing that we were taught, like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? When you get to the top, when you're serving and it's not just about you anymore, it's kind of when you're reaching almost like the peak performance of like human life, Mm. right? And I think generally speaking, most people agree with that. Two, of course, when you get the salespeople, you'll explode. I did that over the last couple of years and it just exploded like one of my eight businesses like tremendously, right? Like just my coaching business alone last year made like almost a million, just that one business, right?
1: Wow, congrats.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, but one thing you brought up, dude, that I want to touch on, and this is fucking key. Brand right? people still fucking fight me about this, even from the beginning. You said you got a mentor and you got help. You have yep. a coach, right? Yep. And it blows my mind how people, oh well, no, I don't need that shit. I'll just figure it out on my own. Mm. But here you are doing well, and you got help, and we're willing to get help. Like whether it was my athletic endeavors or real estate or whatever the fuck it is, I like, dude, I always had multiple coaches, a coach, like, yes, like, and and and, and two things, right? Number one is. I don't know if you deal with this with people. I get so much resistance when it comes to that. Right. And I, I, again, maybe you get that too when you're selling, like, well, I can kind of figure it out on my own. Right. Maybe what you're doing is yeah. different. Right. But yeah. Why do i and I want to ask you this and get your opinion on it. Why do you think so many people resist that shit? Is it because they weren't an athlete when they were growing up? Like, why do people not correlate? I'm getting help from somebody better than me. It's going to get yeah. me along farther and faster. Right. And then growing my company and I like, why do you think they fucking resist that so much? Because now it like literally almost makes me mad when people tell me that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, when you're a kid, right? My daughter, she's four, going four and a half. Yeah. When I go, she's four and a half, going on five. And she is like an A-type personality. And she straight told me, She's like, I know everything, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> and then and then like there was a moment where she comes in here and something happened, and then and then it was a coachable moment. And I was trying to coach yeah. her. And she just started a backpedal, which a lot of people do. Let me backpedal and and, and make up all the reasons why. And I said straight this I said, I said, Jordan, I said, you're four. It's okay. Everyone's learning. I'm 37. I don't know everything. And I'm learning to every single day of my life. I said, I said, it's okay. I said, it's okay (laughs) not to know everything. And I'm going to tell the viewers and listeners right now, like, I'm on the fence post because don't get me wrong getting a coach is a really good idea. And I can't say Mm -hmm. that maybe I'm as disciplined as you, Ryan. Like I haven't had a coach for everything and all the things. And I do have some resistance to coaching from the perspective. I think people want to think that they can figure out some magic, whatever, Mm -hmm. or do something different that's never been done before. And like, it sucks to say it, but it's, if it's been done, it's been done before. And, and Yeah. yeah, there's not, you can still come up with ideas and there's still things that can come up from things like it's not like you're not going to, you know, you can still get a coach and and have a breakthrough moment. But, uh, but yeah, I did get a coach at the beginning. It did help a lot with my pitch, my delivery, a lot of things. So I will say that was a catalyst to my success. Um, I do also read a book a week. That's a huge catalyst on my success. Watch a lot of YouTube videos and I'm influenced by, and I only follow all my social media kind of hacked it. I only follow people on my social media or watch things that are going to be positively influential to me like you and the GTR situation, or I watch a Stradman and he's like one of the few YouTuber car yeah. guys I watch and talking about getting a car delivered and now I got my car delivered. So it's like one of those moments for me. Um, but I think people can get out of their own way. I think people are very stubborn. I think that they don't want to be told what to do. Um, and it sucks because if anyone's listening right now and they want to have faster, quicker success, that's where Brian and mm. coaching comes into play bar none. Uh, if, if you think it, it, it isn't, mm. I, I don't know what to say, but, I 100% believe that a coach is a huge thing. And that's what I'm going to start investing in myself for, uh, say, uh, for like fitness side. I want to start getting a coach on that side, uh, definitely on the business side as well, and even for a relationship.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. And, you know, my my theory, you know, among many has always been like, I think a lot of times people's egos, right? Like, they don't want to admit, like, yeah, I need help. Yep. Like, yeah, I'm I'm getting help. When really, we all get fucking help. Even if you've watched a YouTube video, it's fucking healthy. You know what I mean? So, And like the same thing, like when I'm having a consultation with somebody, it's like, bro, if you didn't need help, why the fuck did you schedule this call? Exactly. You you obviously are seeking more, right? Now, again, you. but I tell them that's a you moment, though. You need to get out of your own fucking way to admit it because when you admit it, it's not that I'm going, aha, you admitted it, I win. It's like, no, bro, you're getting out of your own fucking way and maturing as a human being to say, Mm. okay, like, right? Because I got to tell people, yeah, you know, I've been fucking doing lectures, like you brought up the talking to schools like i've done that shit hundreds of times at this point too but i can just as easily flip it and be that master student sitting in the front like when i go speak at my friend's events i'm sitting in the front with the notepad like my phone is off and i'm listening to them i'm not like oh i'm too cool you know what i mean no but like people don't even have the ability to do that i'm like dude you you know you tell me on one hand you want to be mr Rockstar number one be the leader but you're not even willing to be a good student right Mm. that's two sides opposite sides of the same coin Right. Like I've never met a master leader, trainer, speaker, whatever you want to call it, who wasn't first the master student. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I look at Kobe, Jordan, or anybody we look at, dude. Hey coach, let's go fucking get shots up at 3 a.m. Like master student. You know what I mean? Like and they would just analyze it. Wait, do the pivot again, right? Do the jab step. Let me watch that shit a hundred times. You look at Mike Tyson in the mirror, perfecting his fucking shadow boxing. Like But again, like you said, people think they can come up with this fucking magic sauce or this magical thing that suddenly, no, I'm going to be the new guy who does it. It's like, bro, it's been done, like you said, a million fucking times. Why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? It makes any fucking sense.
1: Just inject your story, inject your energy, inject who you are as a true, authentic person, and take all that coaching and take all that mentorship and fucking run with it.
0: Hell yeah, man. So... Um, yeah, dude, if you want, um, here at the end, since we're going to wrap up, if you want to give people a little bit more, um, on liftoff, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to hit you up, if they're interested in getting a package, I mean, please.
1: Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so uh, Brian doesn't know this, but we we like to share, share the wealth, right? So we're one of the few companies as a rev share model. You can say it's like Exp or like Real, whatever. So what I'm basically going to do is is that anyone that says, hey, I'm interested, raise a hand. I'll meet you personally, right? No problem. Comprehensive strategy session, no obligation. No long long term commitments, no bullshit. And so we'll deep dive into your story, where you're at, transaction volume, where do you want to go, and and say, hey, it could be Plan A, B, or C startup, ramp up, scale, up, whatever. Um, we record everything, get a copy of the recording. And if anyone does sign up, I'm going to give you 10% off. And then on the other end, I'm going to give Brian 10% after the first person signs up, then he'll go to 20% and he could take that money on the startup costs. We charge 2,500, 3,000 or 5,000 startup costs. Do the math. I'll either give it to Brian, give it to a charity. I don't fucking care. I'm going to go wherever. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I want everyone to know that, like, this isn't about me. It isn't about liftoff. It's about you. It's about you winning and just having additional resources and tools to do as such. So, if I could do that to you for you and support you, I would love to. I'm at the real NLK3 link in bio. You can find all the shit that you need from me. I'm not going to give you website, this, that, and the thing. I'm sure you can figure it out. It's not hard. Uh, to find out a little bit the ThoughtFusion website, um, and yeah, that's what I want to do. So you know, love to serve, love to support, love to help, and I appreciate this opportunity. Ryan, it's been it's been a it's been a surreal moment. I almost can't believe that I'm talking to you right now. I'm just being it, real.
0: Bro. I love it, bro. And I, I assume you're going to give me some Fast and Furious type videos with the GTR,
1: right? I, yeah, I'm working, so I'm already doing some filming right now, and it's it. I'll, I'll give you a quick little story. I filmed sure. my life for two and a half years and I put it on YouTube. I have everything from proposing to my wife to the birth of my mm-hmm. daughter to all the things. And it was a very humbling experience. I didn't get any views. I didn't become a celebrity. No, nothing fucking glamorous. I just mm-hmm. worked extra hard doing something. Now my, my daughter can look back and we can look back and have these moments. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, so I'm, I'm filming something right now. We'll see. Uh, just because mm-hmm. with all the hats, you know how it goes, man. It's like that's like yeah. low on the fucking totem pole right now. But I have some footage. Uh, on my vlogging camera and i'm you know, having some nope. fun
0: <laughs> yeah next time i head out to arizona i'll check it out and we can go for a spin bro because dude
1: come stay as, with us bro. yeah
0: for sure for sure for sure
1: i got you i got a room got a pool got a hot sub red light therapy got a zen room bro we'll we'll, we'll have some fun got the rzr we'll go off road shoot and then we'll take the, the gtr and go run that 85 kits coming right now so let's go oh
0: man i love it shit you might give me the itch i might buy another one
1: <laughs> hey dude it i'll tell you one thing with electric vehicles coming they're going to be worth something, dude. I got the oh. cheapest one in the nation at only 72 grand. I could resell yeah. it right now for like 86.
0: And I'm in yeah. it like
1: 65. So, like, I don't know. I don't That's know. amazing, bro. That's amazing.
0: But, yeah, man, appreciate you coming on, dude. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on again, right? Like, yeah. I like bringing on the guests for that second episode. And we can talk a little bit more in detail, you know. But yeah. uh, thanks, bro. Yeah. We'll uh, see you on the next one. And if you guys want to check out uh, Norman and his stuff, please. Leave a comment below. I'll leave all this stuff in the description and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.
1: Appreciate you.